Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Shelters by Jesus Radio. I am Seth. I'm here with my co-host, Al. Good morning, Al. Hey, good morning, Seth. Uh, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So we have a pretty interesting topic coming up. We're going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. So we hope you folks uh, enjoy as we share the Word of God. Amen. Amen. So, Al, we talked about coming up with a subject for this Wednesday, and yes. you and I always, of course, we go to the Lord, we pray, and we say, Lord, what do you want us to say? And it was pretty heavy on my heart that he wants us to discuss the fruits of the Spirit. Well, you know, uh, Seth, the minute you mentioned that, I thought like, oh, yes, that's perfect, because it can be split up and segmented a little bit. We can unpack that, and yeah. I thought, perfect. That being said, we also came up with a few other ideas. So we did. We have some uh, future episodes that I trust our listeners will enjoy as well, too. But this is a really great topic. It really is. God is very good with laying out for Christians, Al, what he expects, and then ways of identifying who his children are so that we are not easily fooled. Now, we have been fooled in the past, right, with uh, certain evangelists that, especially television ones that come or, up. Or and, just the world in general. The world in general. lead you astray and your flesh. And, yeah. and then there's that satanic influences for sure. Yeah, and, because the devil can disguise himself as an angel of light. Right. And he'll convince right. you that what you're about to do is a good thing when God says it is not. But you know what you had just said about God gives us commands and, and, and instructions, instructions, and, instructions yeah. and commands yeah. uh, for sure. Also, there's a phenomenon that takes place, I believe, that when someone gives their heart to the Lord and they become a child of God, they become mm. his, they're not sure sometimes exactly what happens. And so that enters into that whole area of discipleship, teaching them, just like Jesus taught the apostles. Uh, they were his yeah. disciples, too. They're referred to as that. And they begin to learn. So it is with the newborn believer or be born again. I mean, we we kind of throw that term out born again. Yeah. But you're a new creation, really. The Bible says that you're a new creation. Old things have passed away, right. and you're a new creation. He does something new. Right. Well, to be born again, as we know, is, uh, you know, Jesus says that which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Yeah. And so Jesus is saying, you know, you're gonna, your spirit becomes alive. You rege- you're, you're alive. You're regenerated in, in a way, but you, it's like, what happened to me? And, yeah. you, and you start to say, like, something's different, but I can't quite put my finger on it. And and so then as you learn about that whole phenomena, that supernatural, spiritual awakening, it's hard to explain. Well, let's, say, let's face it. God is a good father, is he not? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a, a good, good father. Good father yeah. And so he gives us his word and ways of identifying so that we can grow into the image of Christ, which is our goal. Additionally, sorry sinners like you and I that can mm. then open it up and hopefully uh, exp- it, unpack that a little bit. So, Amen. Amen. So uh, definitely. what I'd like to do, Al, is take a look at God. Galatians chapter 5. So Galatians, uh, for our readers, I always just, it, it's a good exercise because uh, to know where they, where it is in the Bible, but you have the Old Testament and then you have the New Testament. And so when you go to the New Testament, there are your Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, followed by the action or the acts of that whole spiritual awakening, Jesus coming into the world now, that new covenant. So then we have Acts and then Romans, 1st 
and 2 Corinthians. And then the next book is the one you just referred to, and it is a a special book written to the church at Galatia. However, it's also written to us today, just as pertinent today as it was at the time. And I'm confident that uh, our our listeners will will hear something of value for sure. Amen. I never get tired of talking about this. No, absolutely not. And if you do get tired of it, then there's something wrong with you. I mean, because (laughs) the the Word of God is full of life. Mm. It's the living water. It's the thing that we go to 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 get quenched. In uh, Galatians 5, chapter 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. So what is a fruit, Al? Well, you know, Jesus is always talking in gardening terms, you know, the vines, the branches, you know. But that we, culture related to that. Right. And, and as well, most anyone can. Right. You know, but he, he made a good point. He said, you know, can a fig tree bear olives? Can an olive tree bear figs? Well, well, no. He says, you, this is what he means when he says, you will know them by their fruit. So you, you, you know, in Maine, we're loaded with these apple orchards. Oh, I They're, love it. Right? They're yeah. everywhere. But you you know an apple tree when you see an apple tree right. because of the fruit that it bears. And blueberries. Right. A lot of blueberries. Amen. Cranberries, too. Oh, yes. Cranberries, <laughs> blueberries, and apples. We're also known for potatoes. Lots yeah. Of potatoes. I don't think that's a fruit, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a starch. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, so Jesus gives us a way of identifying fellow Christians. Now, let's, let's be honest, Al. Are you always successful at showing love? Mmm... Are we on the air or off the air? We're on the air, no. sir. No. no. Right. And not, neither am I. No. Neither am I. And so it's not like God, you know, Jesus is saying every single minute, every single second of your life, you will bear these things. But when you look back on your life, Al, you should be able to see these fruits being grown and harvested. You know, an interesting, just uh, as a preference to talking about this, and I know we're going to take the first few fruit, if you may, and and unpack that a little bit. Years ago, I had kind of a enlightenment as far as these verses go in that I thought of, it says fruit. It doesn't say fruits. The very interesting thing is that, that that led me to understand is that it is a package deal. In other words, as you give your life to the Lord, you're endowed with this fruit package, not just like you get a little bit of this, a little bit of this, but you have then the capacity to have all of these all at once, and they are endowed and given into, given to you freely uh, at that moment of conversion. Well, I, I can definitely agree with that. So, so yeah. it's like, you know, years ago, I remember as a kid seeing a supermarket, and they had a cornucopia, or they had a fruit basket that was on the front of their sign. And I remember as a kid asking my parents, like, what, what is that? And they're, they go like, oh, that's a cornucopia. And I was like, a what a what a? And so it was a fruit basket, kind of like we see that maybe around Thanksgiving Day. Here's this basket of fruit. In, in a spiritual sense, this is what our loving God, the Father, does to us. He gives us this whole package deal, this whole basket of fruit. Well, I can agree, Al, because if you look at the antithesis, which is tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it was one fruit that introduced all these different sins into the world. So it's one fruit that introduces all these things that the Holy Spirit expects us to have in our life because, you know, let's face it, he is our fruit. He is our nutrition. He is our our sustainer. Right. 
Yeah. Man doesn't live by bread alone. No, sir. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's interesting you said about the sin that entered into the world. Just in case people don't recognize it or aren't sure, preceding this list of fruit, mm-hmm. there is a nasty list of worldly things. Yeah. And it is difficult to even read. It's just like you read it and you're like, ow. And it's the way of the world. And it is nasty. It's almost just like, think of these things and you're just like, yuck. And then it says, but that isn't the end of the story because it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. So don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Amen. But I, I don't know. Do you want to look at some of this stuff? Here's the acts of the sinful nature. Yeah, let's take a look at that because, you know, it also ends with Jesus saying, and those who practice these things will not see the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. You know, so yep. Jesus is saying, listen, if you have me, you don't do these things. So yeah, let's take a look at Well, sexual immorality. We see that in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Impurity debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. He says, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live by this will not inherit the kingdom of Mm. God. That's a nasty list. Well, you know what's even scarier, Al? It's becoming sociably acceptable to do these things. Yeah, they say in it, this day it, it, it said in the end times that what, what is good will be called bad, and what is bad is going to be called good. Mm. Dear friends, this is good stuff. When you because the Lord just doesn't leave you hanging like this. He's yeah. like, this is p- the package deal that I give you. Here's the antidote. Here is the alternative. This is the remedy for all those things in the world. Follow me. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And at that moment of conversion, you are endowed, you're given this spiritual package of fruit. It's a beautiful thing. Wait a minute, Al. Are you saying every single Christian who legitimately accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior gets these fruits? That's what the Word says. Amen. And that's a good news. That's good, that's part of the good news package. So what know? do you what do you say to the fellow? And we're going to get into these fruits in a minute here, but just one more question. What do you say to the fellow, Al, that is a brand new conversion, mm-hmm. still dealing with the stuff? Because he's just sure. begun. He's a brand new creature. Now sure. he's endowed, endowed with the power to begin changing And he says, yeah, but man, you don't know me. You don't know what I messed up. God, how can he change me? How can he make it better? You know, these things that we're going to show are things we're expected to show, but there's also a growth time where we have to start cleaning out our closet, getting rid of some of that sin, chasing after Jesus. What do you say to a a fellow? I say that this is the day the Lord has made. You are in for a treat because it is very clear that we're made in his image. We're Mm. made in the image of God. And what does that mean? Well, we have these capacities. These are the capacities of God. These are his inherent qualities. Yeah, his defining characters. Defining characters. Mm. I mean, it's not an inexhaustible. However, it is, it begins to explain just the deep love that God has for us and that who he is and his character. And so in that great contrast we see here, here's the world, the acts of the world and the sinful nature. It's obvious. says that right here. Here's the contrast. And so to that person, God's word is faithful and it endures forever. And so is the Lord. And so he's given us this. And so this is what you have. So you can begin to realize this. Now, have we arrived and do do we, have we mastered all this and, and, and realized? 
utilized all these this no. pa- this fruit package? No, but is it there? Do we have the capacity? Yes. Yeah. And Jesus is the finisher and author of our faith. He is yes. the one who will see it through to completion. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So yeah. I, I believe that as we look and at this... And part of that reward, though, Al, is a changed life. Yes. you say? Yes. Right. And so you can actually say, look, this is what the Word says. I claim this. Amen. I'm going to claim this. Right. And so here's the list of the world and the sinful nature. They're obvious. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, it's kind of that stuff I don't even, I don't like to read about that. I, no. But it's, it's there. Yeah. We can't dismiss it. Then it says, but in spite of that, but the fruit of the Spirit, capital S, is love. And it then goes on. Love. Love. <sighs> now, I know in Corinthians yes. uh, chapter 13, yeah, a lot of people recognize that from when they got married. Amen. A lot of times that those verses, that it's called affectionately the love chapter. Because it defines it for us. Let's it, take a look at that. Let's, Let's take a look it. at that, Al, and see what God defines is love. Okay. You know, just prefacing that before we begin to get into that definition, when I was first married, I was, you know, I was in love. <laughs> and so there's different types of love, too, you know, and that we can get into that as yeah, well, too. No, yeah. But I remember then we had our first child. And it was, I mean, I love my wife, but then I love my child. Mm. And I was just like, there's more to go around. Yeah. And then I remember we got the news that we're going to have another child. I remember there was just a moment. Well, I didn't have a personal relationship with the Lord. I mean, I loved, I knew of God. I didn't doubt that, but I wasn't personally in tune with him yet. And I like to say it that way. There's people that are saved and there's people that aren't saved yet. And so I thought second baby coming along, I really had a little bit of a fear. I said, is there enough love? Can I split that love up enough so that I can have another child and then really begin to love them in the same way as I did my first child? And then that crazy thing happens is that there's just, there's no limit to the amount of love that somebody can realize. And so, yeah, I, I, I thought that was helpful anyway. No, definitely. Maybe to someone, uh, it was for me. Yeah. Um, so there was more love that could be had within a family. So First uh, Corinthians, yes. Because it's important to understand the difference between worldly love and godly love. Hmm. Okay, so we're going to take a look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting at verse 1, and it says, And yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. This is where God starts to tell us what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. You take a look at that, Al, and you you try to go with what the world says that love is. You know, love is an action. uh, Love is an emotion. Love is sex. Love is, you know, what feels good in the moment. Love... I love you now, but maybe not tomorrow. And God says that isn't love at all. Mm -mm. And we know he is the creator of love. 
And so since he created love, does he not get to define it? Right. That's, this is a, I, I like checklists. I, I mean, I do as a man. I just like a list like this. Mm. And then I begin to say, where do I fit in? How am I doing in this area? Yep. And certainly there's always room for improvement. Yes. And so, I mean, I, it's good to revisit this. And mm. I know our listeners have probably said like, oh, yeah, we had that when we were married. Or I've heard that before. But if you've been around someone who is patient, how about when you have like, I'm thinking we've been watching some of the grandkids of late. And, and you have to have patience because yes, things do. just don't go. They don't always take their shoes off at the door. And, you know, we're getting right. we're approaching mud season now. We're not quite there yet. But, yeah, there's snow outside and salt and that sort of stuff. Uh, people come in and they throw their jackets down and they're inside out and leave the door open. And you just don't do this, do that. No, put that away. Put that away. If you're going to get the next toy out and you just you have to have patience. Now, I know this is just one example. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, doesn't cover everything, but to have love. I mean, I love those kids. Of course, I love those kids, and I only want the best for them. Right. You know, just like our heavenly Father, we begin to have that attitude. You know, and that outlook on life too. But you have to be patient, and it doesn't just come that way. Now, I'm a teacher too. Is I'm doing a long term thing right now. I'm all but retired, but still, I love to teach. I'm what that's how God wired me too as well with with some of that spiritual gifting. But in the class, I feel like you have to be patient. You Mm. have to be patient because some people just go like, I don't get it. And they check out. They want to check out. But you have to be patient, not allow that to happen. So, and that's hard, right, Al? Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's not. not it's not right, easy, right? Especially when you have your own troubles in your life, and you're called to be patient when you're helping others. But love is also kind, and that means that it it puts others before yourself. It's sacrificial. You know, it doesn't do things to brag or boast. I love what they call like love offerings or love gifts, where you're just doing it. You don't want to be recognized. You're just doing it because you want to show love. And let's face it, the world's great at talking about love, isn't it, Al? It's great about talking. Right. But very poor in showing. Isaiah 40, 31, a lot of people are familiar with, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I mean, I love that. There's that aspect of being patient, to wait upon the Lord, to get some direction, to not give up, but to be patient and and to wait for Him. He will, He will, in His perfect timing, show you the way, for example. But that's being patient. But it comes from Him. Because God is love. Hmm. When I first took this job over, Al, I ran out of love, grace, and mercy my first two weeks here. I didn't have any more to give, but you know why? Because it was coming from Seth. And it taught me very quickly to turn and get on my knees before the Lord and get get my gas tank filled. You ran out in the first week? Uh, first two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I did. Because I was relying on human, yes. human strength. It human doesn't go definition. very far, does it? It does not. Compared to that supernatural strength that is available. Yes. And that supernatural love that's available to love the unloving. Amen. Really. I mean, yeah. actually, you know, God looks at the inside. We, unfortunately, make our first draw, our first conclusions uh, by looking on the outside. But right. God looks on the inside. And there, there's a big difference right there. I mean, we have people that come here to the shelter, and from the outside appearance, they don't look very loving. However, God's looking on the inside. And then he gives us that capacity to have a heart for people that are in a bad way. We're supposed to show it, and we're supposed to do it, right? Love is in action. God says, if you say that you love me but hate your brother, you're a liar. 
Yeah. And so in order for us to be able to love God, we have to be willing to love our neighbor. Now, folks, I'm not sitting here, and I know Al's not sitting here trying to tell you we got this thing nailed. No. It's an ongoing thing, isn't it, Al? Yes, it most certainly is. And we begin to learn. By the way, when you tap into the love of our Father... There's nothing like it. I mean, once you've tasted and realized that, it's just, you want more of that. You, you do. really do. You want more of it. And you draw, as you draw closer to the throne, we begin to sing, you know, like that song. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice mm. to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. We love the Lord as we draw close. We do. We love the Lord very much, and it's his love that allows us to love others and go beyond self. One of the things here that is defined is that it says that love keeps no record of wrongs. Mm. Boy, that's a hard thing to do, isn't it, Al? Yeah. Maybe that's our homework assignment for someone. Mm. Or maybe that's our homework assignment. You mm. know, you can't keep record of the wrongs. And, Especially and, if you're going to have a successful marriage. Yeah, absolutely. Because there are just some times when, you know, here we are, we're going to make mistakes. I would like to think that, you know, my mistakes would be forgiven and are not going to be held against me. And so that is something that young couples in particular, they begin to learn that. Are we mm. going to move on? And we're not going to keep this as a tab. Amen. So, Al, what would you say about, you know, how do we show the love of Jesus Christ? You know, people say, oh, just love your neighbor. Well, what does that mean? Ooh, that's a good verse right there. Yeah, right. love your neighbor as yourself. I've been around long enough that I began to ask for his help first. Yeah. And, you know, I pose that question to him. How can I show your love, Lord? How can I be your hands and your feet? Give me your heart. Give me your eyes. Give me your hands. And so... And you can't oversell that. No, you can't. You, if it's you're not just a cliche either. He will share with you and say, Amen. just like people say, well, why did you do that? Where does that come from? It comes from, from above, but he will empower you and, and show you and direct you. I actually love a quote. Mother Teresa was invited to a prayer breakfast in Washington, and uh, she made some people a little bit uncomfortable because she loved the orphans and the people that weren't wanted. And of course, we as believers believe in life. And there was some people there that believed otherwise, like in particular about abortions. But anyway, she just made a plea to them, I remember saying that, look, if you don't want them, give the kids to me. I'll take them. Mm. Now, what inspires someone like that to love without even knowing a name, but just to have that love of life? And that's something that God imparts into us. He loved us before we loved him. Yeah. He loved us first. Which is obvious because of his death on the cross. Yes, he yeah. went to the cross. Greater love has no man except to lay down his life for someone else. Mm. I marvel at that. I mean, I, that needs to be reviewed every day. And so I mean, we me, as the world, even worldly people can show a sample of love. Yes. But to be ongoing and to be lasting and to be pleasing to the Lord, we have to exercise his love. Yes. There's four kinds of love. In the Greek, there's some different understandings of love. And I just thought I'd throw this out because just for example, my wife's visiting our grandkids. And so I ate Lucky Charms last (laughs) night and I love Lucky Charms. Now, see, that's a different kind of love than I have for, or I sent a text to a bud of mine. I met, I thought I was talking to Laurel and I sent a text and I said, good night, love you too. And I was like, whoops. And I was like, well, (laughs) I like you. Sorry about that. But but I love my wife. And so there's different kinds of love. 
love. Is, is there not so? A couple of them are philea is brotherly love. Storge is that family type of love. And then there is eros, that is a romantic kind of love. And one that I that never leaves us or forsakes us is the agape love, agape, agape love, yeah. which is God's divine love for us. And thank you, Lord, for yes. that love. Thank you, Thank love. you for loving us while we were your enemies. Mm. Praise so, the Lord. So lo- a lot of stuff to be talked about love. We didn't get very far on that fruit package, did we? But that's okay. That's all right. That's okay. This has been a lot of fun. So thank you, Seth. Hey, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this. Thank you for making us part of your day. I trust that you got something out of this today, really, because he does. He loves you with an unending love. He really does, dear listeners. We're broadcasting from Scowhegan, Maine, Shelters by Jesus Radio. You can find us on the web at sheltersbyjesus.com. You can continue to tune in to us. Save us as, as a favorite, if you would, uh, sbjradio.com. And you can find us on all kinds of different uh, venues. We still accept letters here and phone calls. Yes, Shelters by Jesus, 12 McClellan Street, Scowhegan, Maine, 04976, area code 207-474-8833. Thank you again for listening. And uh, you can be part of this ministry too and support us. We are listener supported, just to let you know, but we do love you in any regard. Thank you. Amen.